I never stepped in a national park until I got hired by the National Park Service. It was pure chance. I never thought of the National Park Service. I wasn't familiar with it as a child. That's Sandra Weber, and I'm historian Lou Ann Jones. Welcome to another installment of Centennial Voices, a production of the Park History Program in Washington, D.C. Weber was near retirement in 2012 when she shared stories of her Park Service career in a special setting. She agreed to a group interview during an oral history workshop in the National Capital Region, an office that supports parks and programs in the greater Washington area. Her philosophy, do what you love and the rest will take care of itself, struck a chord with the learners listening to Weber that day. Now you can listen too. As a youth, Weber was not familiar with the Park Service, but early on she developed a passion for history. I was uh, born in Springfield, Illinois, and when I was six we moved to Peoria, Illinois. Old things and history just was something I always liked. I can't explain it. Weber's hometown is also the home of Caterpillar, a leading manufacturer of heavy construction equipment. They employed hundreds of people. When I went off to uh, school, I was trying to be very practical. So even though I love history and literature, those aren't good majors to have if you're trying to look for a job. So I actually started out, oddly enough, as a, as a French major because I had a guaranteed job with Caterpillar Tractor, you know, because Caterpillar Tractor's headquarters is, is in Peoria, Illinois. You know, half the town is, you know, employed by Cat. So I was being very practical. But <laughs> when I got to school, I couldn't help myself. I just kept wanting to take those courses in, in history and literature. So I did what all the career counselors tell you not to do. You know, I did what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something I loved. So I switched my major. Um, and did what I wanted to do and decided I'll take my chances. You do have to be practical, don't be foolish, but, but I am a firm believer in, in doing what you love doing um, because nobody wants to be in a job for 30 years and be miserable at it. You'd rather be happy and poor than rich and miserable. Following her bliss paid off for Weber. An opportunity to work for the National Park Service came out of the blue as she was completing the Museum Studies graduate program at Cooperstown. I fell into it um, quite by chance, you know, after graduate school. Um, I was uh, in upstate New York at the time and I'd finished up my graduate studies and was unemployed. But a phone call came in from the regional curator here in NCR. NCR is the National Capital Region. The curator there contacted the dean at Cooperstown. So he called up there and said, hey, I have a, a one-year contract for someone. Do you have any students or anybody who would like to come down and catalog the contents of this new historic site that we've acquired? And so the dean thought of me because I was still there, and I said, yes, I'll do it, yes, I'll do it. So I drove down here to D.C., and just one thing led to another, but that was my introduction to the National Park Service. Weber spent her first year cataloging and preserving materials at the Clara Barton National Historic Site. Every day, she took care of letters, clothes, toys, and other mementos used by the humanitarian and founder of the Red Cross. She discovered Barton was full of surprises. It was just an empty house full of stuff, and so they needed someone to come in and catalog it for one year. And I loved it. I jumped at the chance because I liked curation. I liked material culture. And then, yes, this offer to come down 
and to have this whole, you know, 1890s house all to myself, stuffed to the brim with stuff, you know. And my job is to go room to room to room, open drawers, look under beds, pull out things, and discover what was there. It was like heaven. And it really was. I mean, I found some of the coolest stuff that nobody knew existed. And I'll tell you, poor Claire, I'm, I'm sorry, Claire, I'm going to tell you one of your secrets. But... There were a fair bit of clothing, Claire Martin's clothing there, and I pulled out a drawer, and it was, you know, like a bodice, you know, a, a underslip, you know, underskirt. And, yes, there were little pockets sewn in the inside of the bodice that she sort of stuffed. <laughs> give, give herself a better figure, I swear to gosh. And that was fairly common, actually, in the 1890s. But still, to think, you know, to Claire Barton, who's this very practical, very, you know, woman who's very detail-oriented, and she was, she did care about her appearance, but that she did. She had this little sort of Victoria's, 19th century Victoria's secret. <laughs> I wonder <Rathen> going. <laughs> but anyway, it was wonderful to, to just be there and every day to wake up, and I have no idea what I was going to find that day. It was an adventure to, to go in there and find stuff day after day after day. So it was great. Yeah. And again, that was just pure luck, you know, that the Park Service called up there at Cooperstown, that I happened to be there and that I was free to, to come down and do it. Following her one-year contract, Weber was able to extend her time at the Claire Barton House. She became a ranger and manager at the site. Mentors helped Weber conquer her fears and advance her career as a cultural resources interpretive specialist. David Larson was the uh, interpretation training manager, and when I started working on this, David was very uh, supportive. He gave me a little more courage. Uh, believe it or not, I'm sitting here yap, yap, yapping like nonstop. I was a very quiet and reserved person when I came in the park service. I would get so nervous, you know, having to get up in front of a class. I've now taught hundreds and hundreds of training classes and, and facilitated meetings, but I was an absolute nervous wreck. And I never thought I could do that or wanted to do that. But David sort of had faith in me and he started making me do that and supporting me and helping me to do that well and taught me how to do that. And so that opened up a whole new world to me that I wouldn't have followed on my own. So he gave me the courage to get up there and learn to teach, learn to talk, learn to facilitate. And that was, that opens up huge doors. Weber's career path wasn't planned but her love of history and her willingness to try new things guided her in the right direction. I have to say, I feel very, very, very fortunate in the career that I've had. Thanks for listening. For Centennial Voices, this is Luann Jones, audio production courtesy of Alicia Rogers, an intern with the National Park Service.